0: See, everyone who doesn't want to shovel their sidewalk tomorrow is here, so <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks be to God. You know, the lessons laid before us today make a particular mention centered on Jesus' unparalleled prowess in his speaking on the kingdom of heaven to the people of Capernaum. It's a different kind of teaching. A day on the Sabbath when the locals are probably accustomed to usual selections of the Word of God by the usual learned scholars and scribes, or at least projected as learned scholars and scribes. But now they hear something new. There's a new voice in their presence. He speaks from the same sources of Scripture, the same stories perhaps that they have heard time and again. But to be sure he brings more than just a new perspective to that environment. The people are astonished by his words because they are not ordinary. When they hear him, his presentation includes something that assumed experts of the law professed to possess but failed probably to demonstrate. The story tells us that Jesus recognizes one who preaches and teaches with authority. And this authority even mesmerizes the evil spirits who subtly try to hide and do their dirty work in the crevices of some of the people's hearts in that area that they can't help but acknowledge him when when the light of the gospel in the flesh comes into their midst. They can't help but acknowledge him how are we to understand what is meant by this description? To speak with authority. To reach some understanding of this, I could you know, when pondering these questions, I couldn't help but think of some of the lessons that I grew up with in, um, or at least spiritually grew up with in, in my time with my four in seminary. You know, there's a story they used to tell us. You know, that kind of spoke within this this vein of, of of a lesson that they told us a story. I remember hearing a story that involved two famous characters that most every person uh, knows of. You know, the the seven-time Academy Award winner Richard Burton and the popular TV evangelist, Venerable Archbishop Fulton Sheen. As the story goes, there was a um, there was a dinner party in New York City to which these, celebra- these, these celebrities were invited, and as the event proceeded, the the MC of the dinner took the opportunity to invite the renowned Shakespearean actor forward and requested that he demonstrate his masterful skills of the stage by reciting one of the more one of the more well-known passages in scriptures and even selections in literature, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. And so he did. He, Richard Burton got up, he took the mic, and gladly gave the performance with the usual charisma and dramatic flair people had expected from him that he'd given all of his, all of his films and on the stage. When he finished, he handed the mic back to the MC, and he was greeted by, by a standing ovation with ecstatic cheers. Bravo, encore what you'd expect. The microphone was then turned um, over. The the MC walked over to the archbishop and invited him to stand and um, present or recite the the exact same psalm. And he, he did without hesitation. Yet, when he finished, there wasn't exactly the dramatic response that had just filled that room he simply closed his eyes and spoke the word softly the Lord is my shepherd there's nothing I shall want when he finished he returned the mic back to the, the MC and sat down again no applause no shouts of congratulatory praise just a profound stillness a remarkable silence was said to have filled that massive room. You could have heard a pin drop. And finally the the stillness that peaceful stillness was broken when the actor Richard Burton stood up, walked over, and I guess it was quiet enough for everyone to hear this, or maybe he took the mic again. I'm not sure exactly, but he went over to the Archbishop and he said to him, "Your Excellency, I am an actor. You are a man of God. Everyone has seen that I do know this psalm, but you surely know the Shepherd." Everyone stood up and agreed with that. I mean, there was quite quite a quite quite a memorial. Uh, that, that evening, that that uh, was been, been that story must have been told to countless generations, or not countless, but like quite a, quite a few uh, seminary classes before mine. But that story still resounds within my heart. This is the authority that Saint Mark speaks of. Not authority, meaning a familiarity with the words that are spoken in the scriptures as the scribes do, but in intimacy with the author himself. Jesus is not just the author, but he is the voice of his Father in heaven. He is the author, but he also is one with the author. This is what the people see. This is the new presence, the new inspiration that comes into their midst and it catches hearts and attentions. Well Francis said a little while ago, we need to be obedient to what we have heard but always creative. The creativity that we have in our obedience to the word of God Proves that we know the one who said it, not just the word but he who is the word. And when we do that, no one could help but notice it. He also said that in this past um, I think it was this, this past Wednesday's general audience he, he urged us all to pay more attention to the scriptures not only here in the in the in terms of the liturgy but also in our daily lives in a prayerful and intimate way he said be sure you read closely the word of god because people will seek to read you they hope to see the face of the author not just hear words of authority, but the author himself. you know uh, the bishop has sent out word you know we're about that time we're in that time of year where we uh, need to consider what we can uh, what generosity we can offer to the uh, bishop's Lenten appeal it's uh, we have um, been asked to speak about it this weekend and consider. Uh, the blessings our Heavenly Father has given us and contemplate what in turn we can do to give likewise. And I encourage that um, as you contemplate this over this next week or so, consider how we we as a diocese may seek to demonstrate that we know the author the bishop's lenten appeal serves provides many services one of which is the as you may know already is the the uh, providential care of our seminarians I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the the finances of the bishop's lenten appeal but also so wouldn't also uh, so uh, so it goes with many hearts who have been touched year in and year out the diocese Is not a bureaucracy, but it's a mission oriented, it's a commission by God to be on the front lines for those who are the most desperate, the poorest within our area. And through the generosity of all the parishes that we have in our diocese, we can better concentrate. that that knowledge, that intimacy of the author to all who are in the greatest need. Instructions will be given uh, later on in the weeks to come, but do pray about about it this week that we may seek to demonstrate, at least in a little way, that we know the author. We know the one who touches hearts, and let's seek to share it with others, that same inspiration, that same affection, that same peace. Let us show that we know the shepherd. Thanks be to God.